Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Blame It on the Stars podcast. We spill all the tea on what's going on in the universe so you can blame your problems on the stars. It is Jade here. And it's Kara. And things are wild, crazy, a lot in the astrology. Just to recap real quick, in case you're wondering why Kara and I have such high spirits, we're recording this on May 6th. And for those of you who don't know, this has absolutely nothing to do with astrology, but Bad Bunny just released some music. We have been listening. We have been dancing. We are feeling alive. We are breathing. We are happy. We are excited to be here, despite the fact that Mercury is about to go retrograde, Jupiter is about to enter Aries, and we've got an eclipse in Scorpio all happening this week. What on earth does that mean? We'll tell you in just a second, but Venus is in Aries. With that being said, our spirits are a little high. We're feeling passionate. We're feeling fun. We're feeling right now in this moment, ready to dance, excited, happy. Kara, how are you? I am doing great. Amazing. The astrology, we will get there, but my semester is over and I'm still kind of riding that wave of, wow, it's it's here. I think I'm done. I'm going to be graduating. Like, I don't know. It's very, it's very wild. But yeah, despite the astrology, I do feel like, you know, th- things are going. Yeah, things are happening. If you don't know what on earth Venus and Aries means, what on earth that means for you, then definitely listen to last week's episode in addition to listening to Bad Bunny's new album. Clearly, that is the only thing I can think about at this moment in time. But regardless... Let's just get right into it. (laughs) I don't see the point in sitting here. And you already know, rate review, that helps us a lot, etc. If you choose to do that, you choose to do it. If not, like, I don't don't know. Five stars or else. Just kidding. (laughs) Five stars. And let me know your favorite Bad Bunny song off the new album. Wait, pause. I just looked up his birth chart and... He's a Pisces. Yeah, with his Venus and Aries. So he dropped the album during his Venus return. Oh! That's beautiful. He has an astrologer that I'm convinced. I well, he's he's Pisces Sun, Pisces Moon. So well, that was my first reaction. I was like, why wouldn't you do it during Pisces? So then I looked up the chart, and now I'm like, I I see, I see what's going on here. Yeah, we love, we love. I could talk about this for hours. Literally, I just feel alive and rejuvenated and happy that it doesn't matter that Mercury's in retro or about to be in retrograde. <laughs> I don't even care. You want to know why? Because I will be dancing my way through the entire Mercury retrograde. <laughs> but anyways, let's talk about that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Mercury retrograde. What on earth? What what is this happening? When is what's going on? May tenth at seven forty seven a.m. Eastern Standard Time, according to AstroSeek date and time per usual or from that website. Mercury will station retrograde in Gemini. We have mentioned this on the podcast previously, so if you've been listening regularly, you knew that Mercury was about to go retrograde in Gemini. But now it, it's here, pretty much. Now, pros and cons. 
I mean, as many pros as you can get for a Mercury retrograde. The thing about Mercury retrograde in Gemini is it makes for a very classic Mercury retrograde. Things going wrong. We see miscommunication, just the transportation problems, the sending the wrong text to the wrong person, getting caught up in gossip, losing things, forgetting things, running late, all of that stuff happens because it is a very textbook Mercury retrograde in Gemini. So the pro here, if there really is to be a pro, is that this is very classic Mercury retrograde behavior. It's not that unfamiliar, but the bad news is is it's it's still Mercury retrograde. <laughs> Yeah. So if you've been listening to this podcast since the beginning of the year, then you know that we used to talk a lot about how the Mercury retrogrades this year are really about communication and probably dealing with things online, whether that's the internet, social media, things like that. So, you know, we might see some changes, especially things like you know, going backwards. So like, you know, on doing an update that maybe an app did or taking away a feature or reinventing a feature on like, I don't know, a social media app or something like that. So those are things like outside of your personal life that might be interesting to you that you want to look out for. But in general, you know, pre-tata has been here. So you might already have a little bit of a taste for what is going to be coming up for you during this time. Yeah, I will say that Mercury does retrograde into Taurus on the 22nd. So you really only have Mercury retrograde in Gemini for about 12 days so you've got like a little over a week to deal with this energy so within the next week and a half or so expect like all the classic stuff the falling for the the gossip or the falling for the fake news or dealing with just again the classic miscommunication saying the wrong thing or the wrong thing gets interpreted or again I, I keep referencing like you send the wrong text to the wrong person but as Kara was saying like things with technology social media etc expect more of that stuff to keep happening like I know Elon Musk just bought Twitter I I'm not really following it too in depth but I'm sure something weird will happen with that whole situation I I haven't really looked at it too much, but I would just assume because from what I know off the top of my head, I believe Elon has Venus in Gemini. So I'm sure to some extent this will show up somehow somewhere in that whole ordeal. But in your own personal life, just again, prepare for the, the classic Mercury retrograde. And then once it enters Taurus, we'll have a little bit of different themes to work through, you know, and that'll be from May 22nd until June 3rd when Mercury stations direct again. Yeah, I kind of feel like the transition back into Taurus could indicate kind of going back to something that you are more familiar with or something that's more a part of your comfort zone. I know that that's something that we've been talking about on this podcast a lot lately about either breaking out of our comfort zone or just kind of being aware of our habits and routines, maybe what changes we want to make and things like that. So you might find that during the Mercury retrograde period, as you're reflecting and as you're thinking about all of these things, you might kind of like revert back to old or past habits and I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way at all because sometimes we try something new and it doesn't work so we have to go back to square one and try again so just to give you like a personal example in the past when editing the 
podcast, I have attempted to try different strategies or different programs during Mercury retrogrades. And I can tell you that every single time I did that during a Mercury retrograde, it was fine. The episode was still up. You know, the quality of the episode and everything was okay. But as soon as, you know, Mercury Station direct again, I went right back to my old way of editing. So, you know, it doesn't always have to be a big deal or something that that is like very serious. It definitely could be, but it also could just be like small things like that. So that's another thing to kind of just be aware of and to not take that as like, you know, that going back to square one or going back to how you used to do something as like a failure or as like, oh, well, this didn't work out and now I have to start all over again as if that's a bad thing because regardless, like we're learning, we're constantly learning. Gemini energy is all about learning. So as you're reflecting, I feel like taking it from the, perspective of okay like what can I learn from this like what do I know now what do I want to do differently type of like energy will be really helpful yeah especially what you were just saying like what have I learned from this Gemini is a really intellectual energy so this is a really good time to reflect on everything you have learned and everything you want to still learn and what that gap between you know what you know and what you don't know looks like and you know even to I've I've lived by the mantra now that I know better I can do better if we don't know better, how can we do better? And in order to know better, we have to reflect and figure out like, okay, what have I, what exactly what you said, what have I learned from this? How can I grow from this? Retrogrades offer a really strong time for reflection. And I think that, you know, both of these energies, right? Because it's tricky. Mercury retrograde starts off in Gemini and then it switches into Taurus. But both of these can offer a really strong time to think about what you have learned and how you have grown from those experiences, those life lessons, etc. Yeah, like recognizing that you would do like if you had the opportunity to do something again, and recognizing the fact that you would do that differently, like this time around, like that is a sign of growth. That's not a sign of like, you know, failure. My Virgo moon is really coming out right now. So like, I really want to emphasize that like realizing you know, you could have tried this or maybe I could have responded this way or whatever. Like that is a good sign. Like those, that's like what Mercury retrograde is for. Like it's not a bad thing at all. And something that I've been trying to think about too is kind of reframing perfectionism, which again, something we talked about previously, but also like owning my mistakes because everyone makes mistakes. Like mistakes don't have to be like hush, hush, like, you know, let's hide them from everyone. Like, you know, it's important to think about them and to, you know, again, take away something, figure out what you learn from the situation. And obviously, some situations you don't always learn something from, but we can try. Well, on that note, if we're only talking about the aspects that Mercury retrograde makes during the time it's in Gemini, the closest one to look out for is May 19th. Mercury has a sextile to Jupiter. And this is really that perfect day to go back and revisit all of the things you, again, we keep saying the things you might have learned from and grown from. And also, too, like I do want to throw this in there. Like it's okay if you haven't really learned from something and Mercury retrograde maybe has you remembering the past and thinking like, wow, I've navigated so far from how I used to be. That in itself like can provide some type of lesson or context about what you need to do next. I know Kara and I personally have been reflecting on our lives and where we once came from and have, you know, looked at it and some things we, we've done better, some things 
you know, some decisions were maybe not necessarily the best and we really strayed away from who we once were or whatever that means, you know, for you, for us, for everyone. And maybe you want to bring some parts of your old self back. Like whatever you feel and experience during this time is like your own individual experience. But I also want to mention that like it's okay and it's cool to to bring back old things sometimes. Sometimes it's useful. So just because, you know, this Mercury retrograde is happening in Gemini and Gemini does deal with information and we're constantly being bombarded with so much information online and on social media. And, you know, Jupiter does deal with our spirituality and beliefs in that way like this is a really good time to kind of think about what your own opinions are and what your own beliefs are as well because again we're constantly intaking stuff where you know maybe you're reading mantras and affirmations or maybe you're learning about different things in books and it's really important to take time to sit with yourself and kind of just think okay like how can I use this like what does this mean to me like what do I actually think about this and to kind of take that time to almost like digest all of the information in a way and like really reflect on it for sure let's talk about the other thing that happens on the same day well the same day that mercury goes retrograde which was May 10th in case you missed it but on May 10th, the exact same day that Mercury stations retrograde, at about 7.22 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Jupiter enters Aries. This is different. This is new. And honestly, I'm a little excited. I know Jupiter is at home in Pisces, and it's been doing its thing there. But Jupiter in Aries offers a really fresh new energy for us, which is one of following our passions, following our spontaneous instincts and allowing ourselves to prioritize ourselves again and take initiative on the things that we want in life. So yes, we're dealing with Mercury retrograde and yes, sadly, Jupiter is leaving its home sign, but Jupiter and Aries can offer again this opportunity for us to really kind of move forward, right? Aries is the first cardinal sign of the zodiac. It's a fire cardinal sign. There's a lot of passion, a lot of desire to to move forward and to take the initiative, get the ball rolling. So with Jupiter being here, this is really that time of like listening to our inner voice and being like this is what I want and I'm going to do what I need to do to make that happen. And again, prioritizing the self. So if it was me dealing with the combination of Mercury retrograde in Gemini and Jupiter in Aries, I would be reflecting on my life seriously and, again, reflecting on those things that I have learned and how I can grow from it, but also at the same time thinking about what areas of my life do I need to take more initiative in and then when Mercury is direct – do those things. Be like, hey, I've learned all of these wonderful things during the Mercury retrograde. Now I'm going to prioritize myself and put those things into motion. If it was me, Kara, you have your Jupiter and Aries. So what is your take on this? Yeah, I kind of feel like the focus on you and doing what's best for you sometimes manifests as having to do things differently or having to do things alone or like yeah like alone like without others it doesn't necessarily have to be like a negative thing either so like if you really want to go take a certain workout class or visit a museum like this is the time just to like go out and do it and like make that choice because Aries is all about just like doing the thing and being spontaneous and this is a really fun time and I was actually just thinking about how like I know hot girl summer was a thing in the past but like 
for some reason, I feel like Hot Girl Summer is way more aligned with Jupiter and Aries. Yeah, the, some of the other transits, like the Mercury retrograde and also how Venus doesn't really like being, you know, in Aries is going to complicate this a little bit. But overall, Jupiter will be in Aries for quite some time. So we will have a good amount of this energy happening. Like we'll have a long-ish or longer time, I guess, to really experience what Jupiter and Aries is all about. Yeah, if you remember last year, we talked about how Jupiter in Pisces, that brief moment in the summer, was really the teaser, the coming attraction for 2022. That's exactly what's happening again with Jupiter and Aries. We have Jupiter and Aries until July. Well, Jupiter in Aries stationed direct until July 28th when it will station retrograde it will retrograde back into Pisces on October 28th, and then it will eventually re-enter Aries on December 20th. That's the journey of Jupiter and Aries during 2022, but we'll be experiencing the Jupiter and Aries energy more so in 2023. So whatever themes come up in your life during the Jupiter and Aries time, right between like May and the end of October more or less, that is kind of your sneak preview of what's happening next year and what you can expect in 2023. And it's really important to pay attention to these things so you know, you can make things happen. Jupiter's only in a sign, what is it, like every 12 years or so. So you won't have Jupiter in Aries again for another 12 years after 2023. So if you want to look in your chart, whatever house Aries is, is the theme that it's bringing up for you. And, you know, if you don't know where that is, you know, I get we can help. So that's pretty much the the tea on Jupiter in Aries. I know that sometimes when people hear like, oh, okay, like putting myself first, doing things for me, taking initiative, like it might sound like, I don't know why, but uh, I feel like a lot of people hear that and assume like, oh, that means break up and be single and do my own thing. Which, like, it can, but also, too, this can be a period of of just strong independence. Whether you're, you know, realizing that there's certain things you need to do if you're in a relationship, for example, like, things that you can do without your, your partner. And, you know, you'll still be together, but, like, things you can do without them. Or maybe you're recognizing that your career isn't the right one and you've been scared to leave and take that initiative or you've been really wanting to move somewhere but you know you you feel like you can't or whatever it might be like this is a time to really just be like what is it that I want and to do it and make it happen the only other thing i want to add on that too is like expect energy like physical energy so if you've been needing some of that like hey You might have some more. Yeah. Or you might need to like get rid of your physical energy. So like, you know, going for walks, working out, dancing in your room like we were doing before, (laughs) like just having a way to kind of release that because there is going to be a lot, a lot of energy. And also very quickly want to mention too that sometimes Aries energy will deal with advocating for yourself. And when we talk about doing you and taking time to do the things that you want to do, it's we're not saying that in like a selfish type of way, if that makes any sense, because like 
on one hand like self-care isn't selfish it's really important to take care of yourself but it also doesn't mean that like you can't ask for help because advocating for yourself and reaching out to others and taking the lead in that way is also important too yeah especially if you find that you're in a situation where you're dealing with unfair circumstances and it's one that can be changed by speaking up right sometimes we're dealt unfair circumstances and the answer is to leave altogether or maybe sometimes it's really, really, really difficult to get out of it. But advocating for yourself, if that's something that can be the answer or something that you you haven't ever really done but would like to start doing, like, please do it. And this is coming from a cancer who never advocates for themselves ever. I'll sit here and you can tell me that I'm wrong and I'll believe that I'm wrong and then I'll probably cry about it and take it personally for the next year or two or five. But, you know, it's tricky, but it's so important to do and – if you can find ways to do it and it will make an impact, like it'll be so worth it. The last thing in this crazy week is on May 16th. This happens at midnight, 1213 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So again, that's one of those things. If you're on the West Coast and you see that it's happening May 15th, that is correct. If you're seeing this and you're you know, in the UK and you see the 16th, that's correct. The day or time will change based off location. But regardless, May 15th slash 16th, we have the lunar eclipse in Scorpio. What are eclipses? They're essentially new and full moons that are just super, super, super charged. And they bring up a lot of strong emotions and the results and the effects of the eclipse last much longer. Now, if we think about the Taurus and Scorpio axis, a huge part of what they deal with is like possession. (laughs) And I know that maybe some Taurus and Scorpio placements probably don't want to hear that. But if you think of Taurus as the things that you own, the physical things, the material items, sometimes Scorpio can be really protective and sometimes emotionally possessive because they care so much and they're protective in that regard. So... This is a time to evaluate where you're kind of holding control, what you're really grasping onto, and what can be let go of, whether that is an emotional thing you're clinging to or even a physical thing you're clinging to. That's something that you might want to think about releasing during this time or at least something that you're recognizing is something to work on yeah and just because eclipses are so unpredictable and you know sometimes things happen suddenly and fixed signs don't really like that they like to keep things the same and they like to keep things you know the way that they were what they're familiar with and you know, lots of things have been changing and this eclipse will probably be no different except we have the Scorpio energy, which probably will bring up a lot of emotions because full moons in water signs naturally bring up a lot of emotions. So I'm just mentioning that in case you do, you know, start feeling things very strongly or more strongly than usual or just like need a good cry, like you know, that's just kind of a part of it. And it's a very healing energy, probably not the easiest energy, unless you have Scorpio placements, in which case you might, you know, enjoy this more. Yeah, other themes, though, that you might be thinking about during this eclipse could be themes around privacy, 
you know, how much of yourself do you reveal to the world? How much do you keep to yourself and why also? No one ever really talks about that. Like sometimes we keep things private because they genuinely deserve to be. But sometimes we're literally keeping things so private because we're so scared to be seen and we're scared to be heard. You know, you know which one is true for you and where you fall within that. But also themes of trust like who do you trust how much do you trust what does it take to earn your trust how soon do you give your trust away you know how long does it take for you to trust someone else all of those themes are things to think about during this time and I think that there's you know a lot of value in figuring that out for yourself especially if we think of Taurus as boundaries in that regard too this is the end of Taurus season we're nearing Having that, you know, understanding of where to draw the line can help you with your boundaries and building those boundaries and, you know, making sure that you feel comfortable and safe. That's probably the most important thing to feel is safe, you know, especially in this crazy digital era. Sometimes it's uncomfortable to draw the line because everyone has so much access to you all the time, but, you know... A certain level of privacy is needed. And also, in case you're wondering, you know, how this might exactly impact you and your chart specifically, if you want to look for 25 degrees Scorpio in your chart, that's where this eclipse is happening. And that can give you some more insight onto some more personal things you might deal with as well. I know this eclipse is pretty close to my midheaven. So I'm thinking a lot about career at this time and what I want to be known for, how I want to be perceived, what I want that to be for myself. But in your life, it might be totally different based off of your own chart. Yeah, if you want like a fun little exercise, well, I guess fun subjective, but if you want to do a little exercise in terms of like figuring out what your boundaries are or like what you want to share, you could always do – I don't know if there's a name for this, but you draw a circle and then on the inside of the circle, you can like write all of the things that, you know, you want to keep to yourself. And then on the outside of the circle, you can write the things that you are comfortable either sharing about yourself or just talking about in general. Like if you really want to like dive deep, deep, deep into it, you could do multiple circles. So like you have the circle for yourself, the things that are private just for you, then maybe a circle for the people who are, you know, close to you. And then another circle for people who you, I don't know, are more like acquaintances with or something like that as a way to like visually kind of think about like, okay, what do I like to talk about? What am I comfortable sharing with who am I comfortable sharing certain things with? What situations do I not want to say or talk about certain things? And like, it's very personal. So that's kind of why there's no, you know, solid examples. It really is just kind of about what you want to do. But again, in honor of Mercury retrograde happening, like journaling and things like that will probably be a big thing for many people. So if you want to go ahead and reflect in that way, it might be very helpful, especially if you're like a visual type of person. Well, yeah, on that note, like the the mental reflection part of this is really important considering this eclipse is, well, the sun is conjunct Mercury retrograde at the time of the eclipse, more or less, and the moon is opposite Mercury. So the mercurial themes are all coming to play here. We're thinking about how we feel. We're thinking about 
our lives in general. We're reflecting. We're doing all of that internal work, that internal check-in of like, how am I doing? Where am I? Where am I at mentally, emotionally, at this moment? So yes, if you're into journaling, like journal. If you're more of like a voice notes person, do that. I've been really into talking into my phone. I've talked so much into my phone to the point where I'll start crying in my in my voice notes. It's really therapeutic if you're looking for another form of journaling that isn't written. Or maybe you want to talk to a friend or you just really need a day to be with your thoughts. Whatever it might be, like this is definitely an eclipse that has that mental reflection aspect to it. And I also want to mention too – this eclipse has a lot of other aspects, right? There's an aspect, the most important one, in my opinion, the square to Saturn that's happening. So things might feel difficult and you might restrict the emotions that come up. You might feel kind of guilty for having them and you might feel like, oh, I shouldn't feel this way. Oh, I shouldn't be this way. Oh, like this is wrong. Like maybe authority has told you you have to be a certain way or you know, you grew up with this belief that you have to be a certain way. And then when these emotions are coming up and these thoughts are happening and you're reflecting like and you're resisting it, like having that space to stop and check in with yourself and to reflect and to journal and to do all of that can really help you navigate through any inner conflict you might also be experiencing at this time and thinking like, wow, why do I feel this inner conflict the way that I feel it? Why am I not letting myself express myself the way I want to. Things to think about. Yeah, especially in terms of things that like have maybe happened in the past or things that are more practical in nature just because of Saturn. And I mean, there's been a lot of Saturn squares lately, so it's not necessarily new, but it's still it's still important and it's still there to acknowledge because in some ways Saturn is really helpful, I guess dare I say, for like putting you in situations, I guess, where you have to think about the practical aspects of things and you have to kind of be focused on like working hard or being dedicated or whatever you want to call it. But at the same time, it's really important to acknowledge things like burnout or when you're maybe doing too much or when you're maybe doing things because you think you're supposed to or because someone told you to. And it's just going to be a lot of kind of like realizing and reflecting and thinking about again what what you want to do where you're headed and kind of seeing you know how you want to navigate the events I guess of the eclipse yeah the eclipse will likely bring up some strong I mean we keep saying strong emotions strong feelings but there's also a trine well, the sun trines Pluto, the moon is sextile Pluto. And also, too, there's a sextile to Neptune trine to Neptune. Neptune's currently in Pisces. It's been in Pisces for a while. So if a lot of things are coming up, you're having these sudden realizations or, you know, maybe these like intuitive downloads in a weird way or, you know, you're recognizing things. <laughs> what did Ky- Wasn't it Kylie Jenner who just said like, just realizing things like if that's happening to you again we we keep saying this but this is an opportunity to really learn and grow from it especially with pluto in the mix too allowing us to to really transform what is it grow through what you go through that's the quote yeah it just feels like a very big transition if that makes any sense not in the same way that like 
we felt during the eclipses that were in Gemini and Sagittarius, but a transition in terms of like other things that are more permanent just because this is like fixed signs. So it's kind of like, you know, we learned so much, we're growing so much, we're realizing so many things. Like, what are we going to do now? And like, what things are old that we need to let go of? And what things should we keep from our past experiences that we did learn that we want to bring with us as we enter into, you know, new experiences in the future? Yeah, there is also the last aspect to mention is that there is an aspect to Mars. So if you feel, I mean, okay, people always say, that eclipses are not times to make big decisions or to do big changes because they are malefic in nature. Like Mars here wants you to – it's supporting taking action. It's positive aspects to Mars that are supporting taking action. And, I mean, you do what you need to do with your life. I might make some moves on this day for all we know and just completely disregard the fact that it's a malefic eclipse – and that's just how life is. Sometimes we do things, even though the astrology is maybe encouraging us not to, maybe it is encouraging us to. So if you feel the need to take action on certain things, like know that Mars is there in the mix. But I also think that Saturn will kind of cancel it out in a way and that there might be enough internal conflict that you won't take action on the things that you are thinking about doing during the eclipse. Yeah, In regards to decision-making, like, some decisions or some choices we make aren't, like, are a response, I guess, to the events that are happening. And I'm only saying that because if there are a lot of things going on during the eclipse time and you're kind of like, okay, I need to do this, I need to change this, and then you see online, people are like, don't start anything new, don't manifest, don't do this, and you're just like, okay, but, like, X, Y, and Z happened and now I'm moving in this direction and it's happening, like – that that is that's life that's how it goes we can't live a whole day without making decisions or without you know thinking about things or starting something like every day we wake up and we start brushing our teeth and then we start making food and then we start doing this and it's like you know to some extent it's almost impossible so I just wanted to say that like as things are coming up and as you're like oh should I do this should I do that like that's normal and natural and sometimes we are just responding to external things because astrology sometimes does come up externally other times it does come up more in our internal experiences other times things happen that just represent the astrology there's no like one way to experience astrology or like one way to interpret anything or one way to you know experience your birth chart or things like that so you know I guess what I'm trying to say is really lean into that like reflective energy do what works best for you and and live laugh love because next week is gemini season how it's so quick time flies when you're living the astrology (laughs) so yeah next week gemini season we'll give you the entire rundown of what to expect during gemini season the full transit overview themes etc and yeah What's crazy to me is that our anniversary is in Gemini season, so crazy to think we're approaching year three of this podcast. We're not quite there yet, but it does happen during Gemini season, so I just wanted to mention that. But regardless, if you want to stay in the loop with what is to come throughout Gemini season and the rest of the astrology and all of the wonderful, beautiful, amazing things Karen and I have planned that will Mm -hmm. arrive at one point that I cannot say, but at some point, 
Then make sure you're following us on social media. It is the same on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at BLME the stars. Anyways, that's all for now. If you're stressed out, Bad Bunny will be your saving grace this week. It's just the astrology and blame your problems on the stars. I'll see you all next Monday. Bye.